all right guys thanks for taking the time to join today's session um as i said it was quite impromptu um impromptu in, not for the fact that i haven't had this on my mind um it has been on my mind as a matter of fact why i decided to have this session today was because you know a lot of times i take time to ask myself um tola if you were to die today would you have said everything you wanted to say in your life so far have you would you have emptied yourself and um Today, I asked myself that question, and I, I, I was going to say, yes, 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 I, I think I've emptied myself so far. At least I've made room for new information to come in, but I don't think there's anything I've left hanging. But today, when I asked myself that, that question, I couldn't say yes. And that's because I realized there was this topic I wanted to talk about with you guys. And not just you guys on the group, but guys in general. And when I say guys today, I actually mean guys. I don't mean a collective of men and women. I actually mean men. And um, it has been on my mind for a very long time. I told my wife about it. I wanted to have this discussion. But then, for some reason, I just keep pushing it off. I keep saying, mm, I don't know if I'm ready to talk about this. And my, my biggest confusion was, okay, this mentoring group is made up of men and women. How do I just isolate the men? And, but today, I just thought, mm, doesn't really matter. Let men join and the, let the women be, let them talk to the men and the women can join also. But I said, I'm not going to push it off anymore. It has just been on my mind to really, really talk about it. And I'm the kind of person that I realized when I'm not obedient to what the spirit tells me to do, it affects a lot of other areas in my life. So there will be some imbalance somewhere and lack of rest and peace. So today I just said, I'm going to do it. I'm not even going to make it. I'm not going to give it like, oh, let's do this next week. I just said, let's do this today. And that's why it's quite impromptu. So I'm um, sorry for dragging you guys out of your schedule for today. But I hope it's worth it at the end of the day. Um, so thanks, everyone, for joining. And um, this session will either be very short or long. Um, but I'm not going to say what's on my mind and be as transparent as possible. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to be sharing things I've never shared with anyone before. And um, going to, I'm going to try to be as vulnerable as possible because it's important. And uh, as I said on the group, that the, the topic for today's session is who is a man? Who is a man? We're going to be talking about masculinity because I realize it's a very, it's a very touchy subject, very touchy because a lot of guys don't know what it means to be a man anymore if ever they've known i'm saying anymore because i wasn't living in the 18th century or so but if ever people have known i don't think people know it anymore and it's one of the biggest contention that men struggle with that identity in masculinity it's a big problem. It's a big problem. A lot of us as men are not secure in our masculinity. Men are not secure in their masculinity. Just like we're not secure in it. Um, and that's why men can take offense if someone just says anything that just, you know, slightly tugs on that masculinity. 
on what we regard as masculinity. So it's very easy for a man to feel he has lost his masculinity just by a statement. He feels his masculinity is threatened. Just by an action, he feels his masculinity is threatened. And a lot of men have made wrong decisions because of their insecurity in their identity as men. That insecurity in, does this mean I'm no longer a man? Am I a man? You know, that kind of thing. That, that question bothers men a lot. It bothers me, and I know it bothers a lot of other men. And I just want to use this time to address my thoughts on this. And I spent a lot of time thinking about this. Um, and I just hope it helps somebody. So first of all, I want us to, ver to clarify something. What masculinity isn't. I think we should start from elimination what masculinity isn't now masculinity isn't defined by your physique you understand you are not a man by how muscular you are we are not men because we have muscles no it's not it's not defined by your physique because Women can also have muscles, even more muscles than men. If you watch this, um, was it World Cup we were playing in Australia? You see some muscular women now. You understand what the Olympics and what women's weightlifting. You see what muscles. So, so, so it's not about muscles. It's not. It is not. This is something I struggled with very early on in my life. You know, for those that don't know, I I I was, I am. I was raised the only male child in my family so i have an older sister and a younger sister i don't have a brother i i i was the only male child my my i am the only male child my parents have you understand and for me this issue of masculinity has always been something i've wondered about because i've been surrounded by women you know it's a good thing but sometimes you kind of try to search for yourself so you see, growing up, I wasn't used to all these masculine activities like, you know, fighting, you know, play wrestling, you know, trying to see who can lift the heaviest thing, you know, all these things that, that brothers kind of do, like competition, you know, being in competition, you know, that I'm not really a sports person. I don't do a lot of sports, you know. No, oh, I'm not going to do sports with my sisters. No, you know, I, 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 I didn't have that that outdoorsy experience that a lot of guys have. And, and that kind of affected my physique as a person. So I'm not a muscular person, you know. But then, when I was like a, a teenager, in my teenage years, I had a cousin that came to stay with us. And he, you know, he came from a large family where he has a brother and stuff like that. And, you know, he, he, he was telling me about, no, you need to be exercising, do push-ups and stuff. And he really made me, he opened my eyes to um the world of the male physique then a man having like six pack having triceps and biceps and pectoral muscles and stuff like that and you know he was really into exercise and he was like, you need to exercise your muscles you need to get your muscles and then you know i i, I used to try to exercise but I, I never saw the muscles come out and i used to feel less of a man because my body was not as chiseled as his body and that always used to disturb me, and I used to feel very, very inferior. 
you understand? I feel very inferior. I'm going to school too. They're just hanging out with guys, and the guys just used to say, Oh, let's go and play football. I never knew how to play football. I still don't know how to play football. You understand? It was all about that active lifestyle. Um, I wasn't that kind of person. I was very indoor, indoors type, watch TV, draw. You understand? Nothing really stressful. But then, you know, I remember when, when they used to pick sides for football then, I didn't like the sports, but I had to be there with them. And they would pick, 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 pick. They would have two captains. And those ones would pick, 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 pick. And I was always one of the last. And okay, okay, so I left it all out. And I told her I stayed at the goal. You know, I was always at the goal, you understand? Never playing any any real active part in in the in the match. And whenever the opponent breaks through the defense, I could see my teammates, they knew that they were going to score already because that, the last line of defense for the team that I was playing for was the defense. They knew that they didn't have a goalkeeper. You understand? So it, it, it was for me, I felt very insecure. I couldn't do all those manly things. And so, you know, I kind of was looking for identity and I always felt like, oh, less of a man, you understand? Not just really manly. But one thing I want you to know is that it's not in your physique. It's not in how much activity you do. And, and right now, you see, we're in an era where men are, are, are trying to define themselves by their muscles and women are trying to define themselves by their cause. And in, when you look at the, the true inside, we have less men and people that are less men and people that are less women. If you look at it by that, people are focusing on the wrong things. So when you look online, there are so many people that have gotten so much social media following because they are trying to teach you how to be more of a man in your exercising. So, so I don't. I think more than any other time in history, there are more people gymming now. That's the truth. Everybody's going to the gym. Everybody's trying to get six packs. Everybody, it's not bad, eh? But it only becomes bad. When you are using it as a form of identity and not a form of being healthy and being fit. That's why people just keep getting bulkier and bulkier and more muscular and doing exercises in different ways that you never thought exercises could be done. Because they are trying to overcompensate, and they compensate for a lack of identity. It's everywhere. Men do it, women do it. You see that why women are having surgery upon surgery upon surgery upon surgery to look covier and covier and covier because they really don't know what it is to be a woman. But I don't want to but digress to talking about women right now because I'm not a woman, so I don't really want to go into something I don't really understand from my being. But I'm a man. And I can tell you that even if you've ever done exercise to a point, you would realize that it's not about your physique. You try and try, get those packs, get those muscles, make them bigger. But you're not, you're still not going to feel like a man. And that's why they, they keep doing it and doing it and doing it, lifting more and lifting more and lifting more. And it still doesn't give them the answer they want. You still see a man. I, I, I remember I was reading an article once and... Um, and I, I read the article and the guy was being abused by his wife. And I've never heard, I've heard it before, but I've never heard it in that much detail. The guy gave detail of how he was being abused, being slapped. I'm not talking about just having physical abuse by his wife. And then I saw the photo at the end of the article. 
and this guy was this guy was built like a pebble you understand built you understand it was well built you if if, if if you were to profile anyone that was getting physically abused at home you never picked this guy he was built and um there's also this case of a nigerian guy that got killed by um a white girl some time back you understand and she was abusing him there was a video of her of him in the elevator and she was punching and stuff like that and in the end they go to the room and she actually stabbed him and killed him you understand but he was fit he was fit he was a man's man by physique so what what was wrong and when i was looking at that photo i, I remember telling my wife man look at this guy don't look like the kind of guy that would that would be that would be abused. And my wife said yes. And I said, are you, are you looking at the same photo? I said yes. So as I look at his eyes, and my wife has one thing: she's able to look at people's eyes, and from their eyes, she knows what kind of character they have. She's always very accurate with it. She said, see, the eyes can never lie. So look at his eyes. Say this guy, his body is built, but his eyes are weak. His eyes are showing somebody that is deeply insecure. And I looked at it and I said, whoa, that's true. So look at his eyes. Look at his posture. You can tell. You can tell that this guy is dreaming. See, I said, that's exactly why he's that size. Because he's looking for something. He's looking for his identity as a man. And that, that, that was profound to me. And, I, and since that day, you know, I just started noticing more and more men who were men by shell, but not men by spirit. And um, so I kind of realized that it's not by your, it's not by your physique. Second thing, is not by your pocket. It's not by how much you're earning or how much you can earn or how much you've saved, how much you've earned. It's not by that. It's not that. You understand? Because anybody can outdo you in that. A, a, a woman can, can outdo you. You know? We're in, a, we're in an age now where women are building stronger businesses than men. That's the reality. You understand? Women are building stronger businesses than men. They are building stronger following than men. You understand? Just check it out now. Look, 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 any, look on social media. It's this social media has changed a lot of things. If you look at their following, their commitment to each other, we don't stand a chance. So. You can see it now. See, with all this Me Too movement that they started that shook the whole of Hollywood. Women single-handedly turned Hollywood upside down. Made men scared to run film companies. Men are still running film companies now and they are scared of saying anything. So you see, it's, it's, it's not by how much you earn. It's not that. That can be trumped any single time. And men really feel like if it's how much I earn. So you see a man that is not earning, feels, I'm not a man. I'm not a man because I'm not earning. I'm out of a job. I haven't earned for the past how many months. I did, I, I can see that they've lost their sense of, of confidence. So you see a man out of a job starts beating his wife because he doesn't feel like he's a, he's a rational person anymore. He's trying to he's trying to compensate that he still has strength so he puts that strength into beating the woman because he doesn't really know who he is he felt that it was his wallet or his bank account so when that is threatened he has to compensate with something else it's a big problem 
It's not that. It's not how much you earn. It's not how much you earn. Definitely not. It's not how good you are sexually either. And I'm going to talk about this in more detail. But it's not that. It's not, it's not, it's not how many women you can sleep with. It's not that. It's not your body count. It's not, it's not any of, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not your physique, it's not your earning, it's not your body count, it's not the texture of your voice. All these things can fail. All these things can fail. Your physique can fail. Just be sick, you understand? Don't be sick, have a sickness. You can't go to gym anymore. You will gain that weight. You will gain that weight. Forget that story. You gain that weight. You understand? You can't go to gym anymore. Just have one small accident that stops you from lifting. All those muscles will turn fat. You just be replaced by fat cells immediately. How much you earn? Just one letter can stop that. One letter of dismissal can stop that. One scandal can stop that. For stop you from ever working as whatever you used to work as or earning that money. One injury can stop that. So it's not that. It's not your your sexual prowess. It's not any of those. It's not that. Because that can end. An accident can stop that. A sickness can stop you. You understand from being sexually active so it's not that what really makes you a man can never change and that's one thing that i really want to tell you guys today today that you do not earn being a man it's not earned we have a lot of toxic cultures that makes us feel we earn it it's not earned you can't earn it it's a toxic culture of saying when a boy is 13 years, years old, we have African cultures that do that, toxic cultures. I say when he's 13 years old, you go into one jungle and you stay there for the, for one month. That one jungle, they will beat him every day. Then he has to go and kill a lion. And these things actually do exist though. He has to drink some concussion and when he comes out, he's a man. That's toxic. It doesn't make any sense. You do not earn it. There's no rite of passage that someone gives you. They open the door for you to be a man. That's a lie. Toxic culture that say you have to do something. There's something, there's a tradition that you have to do. Then after doing it, you fulfill it, you are a man. Stop being a boy. No, no, no. One thing I want you to know is that being a man is a gift. It's a gift. Just like being a woman is a gift. But being a man is a gift. It's not earned, it's bestowed. It's not bestowed at a particular time in your life. It's bestowed on you from birth. It cannot be affected by anything. It cannot be taken from you. You cannot lose it. You cannot discard it, not even if you wanted to. You can't. It's given to you. It's, it's, it's like... It's, it's, it's like skin. Your skin can even be, be scraped off. It's, it's in you. You are a man, full stop, from the day you were born. So, a lot of people think, oh, I've grown into... You don't, you don't, you don't grow into a man. You're either an infant man, a young man, an adult man, an elderly man. But you're all men. You're a man. So, this thing of trying to prove is ridiculous. You have nothing to prove. You are who you are. Just like if you look out now, it's day. The day doesn't have to prove that day is day. Even if the storm is dark 
working and all those things right now, it doesn't change the fact that it's day. You understand? It's day by virtue of the timing. It has been established. Just like you are a man that's been established. You don't need to, you don't need, no, don't let anybody get under your skin about you being a man. It is who you are. By virtue of your chromosomes. By virtue of your chromosome, you are a man. Do you know what a chromosome is? A chromosome is like the basic genetic makeup of a person. Basic. Like if you, if you dissect a person, dissect, 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 what you'll be left with is the chromosome. There's a chromosome. Is it, is it, there's something called cells in the body. It's very small. You can't see it with your normal eyes. Inside the cell, at the center of every cell, is a chromosome. And a chromosome makes a cell. It's inside the cell. Cells come together to form tissues. Tissues come together to form organs. Organs come together to form a body. But a lot of times, we think that body is what makes us the man. No, it's not the, the man is way inside that body. The man is the chromosome. Something called the XY chromosome. That's what makes you a man. Cannot be changed. You didn't ask for it. It was given to you. From where, from where you were born. XY. Can never change. It's inside you. If you like, cut off your penis. Do anything. Take hormones. Whatever it is, you will be that XY chromosome. That's who you are. That makes you a man. That XY doesn't know boy or girl. All he knows is man. Male, female. We are the ones that put put like this the, um, distinction between them. This is a baby. This is a boy. This is an adult. This is a teenager. This is a man. No, 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 no. XY chromosome just says you are a male. You are a man. Full stop. You are a man. Nothing else makes you a man but that. So congratulations. You are who you are already. You don't, you know, that's why this chasing after being a man, trying to be a man is a waste of time. Trying to prove you're a man is a waste of time. There are other things that you need to focus on. Don't focus on established things. That's been established already. So a lot of guys waste their time. Waste their time doing rigorous jobs because they want to prove doing rigorous exercise because they want to prove doing rigorous sexual activity because they want to prove something that is already established you don't need to prove it it's who you are it is who you are that's why the the most ridiculous insult is an insult that someone says that is a slight on your manhood it can it cannot happen you see, it can't be taken from you. That's where the security should come from. It's in your chromosomes. Your very basic genetic makeup. That's who you are. I want that to be, for you guys to always remember that. There's no proving to be a man. You are a man by your makeup. Same thing with women. No point to be a woman. A woman by your makeup. Congratulate yourself. And the reason why I thought it was important to talk about this was because 
I realized that, as I said earlier, there's a lot of pressure that men take upon themselves, men especially, you understand? We take a lot of pressure, especially when it comes to this masculinity. And um, this is where I want to talk about sex. Because sex is a very important thing for men, obviously. We take a lot of identity from sex. It's ridiculous how much men take their identity from sex. A lot of men feel inferior because of this very act called sex. A lot of men feel ridiculously superior because of this very act of sex. And I want to put it in context. Now, I got married like 12 years ago. 12 years ago. This is 12th year. Now, when I got married, like most other men, I didn't, I didn't prepare for marriage like that too. I see a lot of guys still do it. Didn't read any books on marriage. Didn't listen to any messages on marriage. Didn't have any, you know, any any mental counseling me on 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 marriage. I just thought, you get there, you work now. You know, just make it work. You understand? I just thought, mm, how hard could it be? You understand? So never read anything. Never read anything on sex. And when I got married, I got married a virgin. I was a virgin when I got married. And, you know, it's, it's something I'm happy with. Um, I'm very happy about it. I, I pray my kids are able to go into married virgins. But having said that, this is something I want to address with men again. I believe that virginity in itself is not a virtue. Virginity in itself is not a virtue. Virginity is a state, you understand? The state, the sexual state of a human being is not a virtue. What is a virtue is waiting. Waiting is a virtue. Waiting to have sex in marriage is a virtue. That's the virtue. And I see a lot of men confuse this virginity and they say, um, I want to get married to, I want to get married to a virgin. I want to get married to a virgin. Like mm, virginity is not a virtue. You must know why the girl is a virtue, is a virgin or not. You know, you see a virgin because she had very strict parents that didn't allow her to go out. You see a virgin because she was insecure about her body. Those are more important questions than a virgin. A virgin is just a state. Why is she in that state? Is she in that state because of a condition that restricted her to be in that state? Or is she in that state because of the choice she made to wait? One is a condition, the other is a virtue. Virginity is not a virtue. Waiting is a virtue. And this is what I'm going to say. Some of you are not married, but you've had sex. You are not virgins. Now, you can come to that place where you now realize, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to waste this my sex anymore. This act of having, I don't want to waste, I want to keep it for the person I want to get married to. Yes, I've had sex with a number of girls, but I want to keep it. Right now, I come to that understanding that when this thing, I want to, I want to be able to wait. I now decide to wait and stop having like, like sex outside, outside of marriage. Then that becomes a virtue. That waiting period makes you a virtuous person. So hope is not lost on you. 
a lot of people kind of feel, oh man, I kind of wasted it, man. I ain't virtuous anymore. No, you understand? Once you decide at a time that you are going to wait, because waiting itself is the virtue. There are a lot of people that are virgins, went into marriage, but then was just like letting loose an avalanche. What was behind was not really safe in the first place. It would have been better to marry someone that was like sexually active. So don't get carried away by that. Mm, this person is a virgin. No, 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 no. You must know why. Was the person waiting or, the, or was the person constrained? Now, let me not detour. When I got married, I was not ready for sex at all. I wasn't. That's the truth. No, nothing. I just thought, how hard could it be? You don't need manual for this thing. No, it can't be hard. You understand? No, it can't be hard. Understand? It's like a plug. One goes in and the other accepts it. That's how. That's how. That's what I thought. You understand? It wasn't like how this this idiot proof. Now, little did I know that was an that was an idiot assumption, because the, the night of our wedding, I couldn't do jack. I couldn't do anything, because immediately I realized that. I was scared. There was a fear. And that fear pervaded my mind that I couldn't get it up. I couldn't have an erection. I was, it was the most ridiculous thing. It wasn't out of the fact that I was with somebody, I was someone that I loved. We were legally put together. I was attracted to my wife. But for some reason, nothing. Nothing happened. And I was like, what, what's going on? I, I started to panic. And the more I tried to panic, the more system was shutting down. Nothing. I was like, what's going on? And I say, you, you see, there are a lot of things that we do that puts pressure on us as men before we get married. You no, know, days before marriage, the day of the marriage, you have some friends telling you, oh man, tonight's gonna be a crazy night. Oh man, crazy night. You know, that all that pressure, you know, that pressure of conquest. That pressure of conquest it's a very terrible thing we do it a lot men we do it a lot i don't know if women do it but men do it a lot i'm sure women do it to an extent but men do it a lot you know the day after the marriage they're like oh man i'm sure yesterday was was a crazy day i'm sure it was a crazy night yesterday i know guys just want to say oh if you have friends and you talk about stuff like that little guys just get into those conversations that don't make sense ah oh, man i just my man i show her you understand that kind of thing a lot of them might be lies. And that's what we need to start telling ourselves the honest truth. You understand? For me, that act of sex, of intercourse, didn't happen. Not for one week, two weeks, even up to three weeks. At that point in time, I felt like I was the lowest person on earth. I felt like why am I existing? Why am I existing? Because I felt like I was impotent. That's why I felt I, I couldn't tell anybody because I was so insecure. I was like, oh, what's going on? I felt like I was disappointing my wife. I felt like, oh man, so after all these years of waiting, you are impotent. After all these years of waiting, you waited to be impotent. That's why I thought. I was so ashamed of myself. And I, I couldn't believe how ashamed of myself I was because of the act of sex. And that's the first time it came to my mind that this thing is becoming like my identity. What, 
why should a failure in court in this one aspect define every other thing about my life but i couldn't just control it i felt terrible i felt like i was a waste of space on earth i've never felt such such dreadful emotions before i felt very bad and that's how much we men hinge our identity to our our sexual performance I was, I was, I was, I was delusioned. I remember one of those days when I just, I just walked out of the house. Man, the, the honeymoon period was just very, very, no, was, was, was not very good for me. You understand? Let me put it that way. And, you know, I walked out of the house and I just went to, I went to a clinic close to my house. And I said, what was this clinic? This clinic was not any established clinic. I, on a good day, there's nothing that should drive me to that clinic. You understand? It's not an established clinic. It was just a makeshift clinic. But I was looking for help desperately, and I, I wanted to confine somebody who didn't know me because I wanted it to be hush hush. You understand? So I went in there, and I told this nurse, who probably using a nurse, probably a shoe or something. You understand? The person I just, I just learned midwifery. You understand? I said, Ah, man, I'm impotent. I do. I was like, you know, no questions, no anything. Just give me form. Just give me a, a um um a card. Just open clinic card for me. What's my name? What's my this? Okay, what's so, ah okay? So this thing we've treated men with this condition. Didn't didn't diagnose Jack. Just say we've treated men with this thing before. We can help you. You just come. They're like you take a series of three injection. Whenever told me the price, you can start from tomorrow. We'll give you the injection. After we we'll give, then you come back again, and then after it, you see how you'll be. And ah, man. And that was all. She just said, so I should come back. If I come back this evening, still, they can start giving the injection. That's what she said. She didn't click Jack. She just took my word for it. And I walked out with that green card in my hand and I was walking back home. And I just said, Tola, are you, are you mad? Are you, are you all right? Just walked into this place. This woman you don't know told her something that you don't know. And now you are thinking of going to get money for her to give you an injection. And I had that moment of clarity. And I only had that moment of clarity because I didn't have the money with me at that point in time. And that's why sometimes when you don't have money, it's good. You understand? Because it helps you to stop and think. And I was like, as I was walking home, walking home to go and get that money, you understand? I said, ah, wait, are you, are you all right? You want to get injection for someone that didn't even ask you. And you went to school for how many years? And then you are not, are not rational enough to know when you're making a terrible decision. And... Uh, because I thought about it for that minute, I, I thought how terrible a decision it was. I don't even talk to my wife about it. And at that point, I did something that most men don't do and what most men need in their life. I picked up my phone and I called a man that I could ask for direction. I don't know how many of you have that man in your life, but we all need it how many of you have that friend in your life but you all need it i'm telling you or else you'll make the worst decisions at the worst time that will affect your life for the rest of your life i put down away all my insecurities and guard and i just i called two people i called a friend of mine one of my friends from very young and um i called my brother-in-law do you understand? That's the deepest conversation I've had with my brother-in-law. I told him what was going on. And I also told my friend. And they both said the same thing. 
because my friend had been married, got married like six months ahead of me or five months ahead of me, got married the same year. And that was a blessing. So when some things happen, they're for your own blessing. And they both told me reality. They were not trying to tell me, you know, know all these fake conversations we're having. Ah, I'm the man, my penis is this big, I can last this long. All those rubbish we tell each other that puts pressure on ourselves, it doesn't make sense. And they both told me the reality. They told me what happened with them and how they were able to get over it. And told me it's in your mind, Tola. It's in your mind. You need to relax. It's in your mind. You need to relax and give yourself, allow yourself to enjoy the process. Don't think about trying to impress your wife. Don't think about, don't think about any of that. Just allow yourself. And they gave me, they gave me advice to detail. And I did exactly what they asked me to do. No, just, just relax. And I realized that when I did that, I was able to have like an erection. I was able to have an erection. It wasn't long for long, but because then fear came again, like because there's a fear that will come. Oh, I'm actually having it. Then fear will come again. You know, that that kind of Peter walking on water. Oh, I'm actually walking on water. Oh, they start sinking. But then I realized, oh, that's true. It's in the mind. It's in the mind. But I, but then I now thought, how many young men don't know that it's in the mind, and don't have someone to call to tell them it's in the mind, and the next person they go and meet. It's these guys that are selling these things in these small bottles that are like seeds and they will tell you to take like five of it. Killing your, your liver and your kidney and every other organ in your body. You that's what so, that, that's what people, that's the next solution. Those people that just tell you something that is, use that small bottle. I don't, I don't know what those things are, but a lot of people are approaching and say, sir, make madame happy. See, that's the problem. That, that mind of make madame happy. It's a, it's a big problem because we always need to think we need to impress. And that's the, that one of the problems I had, that need to impress. And that's why it's important to get married to your friend. The woman you get married to must be your friend. Somebody with whom you can be vulnerable, with whom you can be a fool, with whom you can be scared, with whom you can cry. Very important. Very important. And I, I, I'm glad I have a wife like that. I can be very open with my wife. Although, you know, the truth of the matter is that you always need, that's something that you need somebody to go and talk to about, you know, the, what you're going through with your wife, in that man figure. But that you can talk to your wife about anything, very important. Very, very important. Why that can be patient with you? Because she was patient with me that two weeks. You know, she didn't make me feel like there was something. I was the one that was too hard on myself. But if you have someone that is going to be like, ah, what's all this? Your action is too weak now, you know? That's how a lot of men end up committing suicide and doing things that they, they shouldn't do. You don't have to be a lion every time. That, that lion mentality we sell to ourselves. Too much pressure. Too much pressure. We lie too much to ourselves. I'm telling you, all that how many minutes man you are, very toxic the discussion. How many minutes? This way I want to talk about that timing. Timing your sexual activity. I'm a five minutes man. I'm a two minutes man. I'm a one hour man. I'm a one round man. I'm a two round man. I'm a five round man. All those rubbish we say. It's rubbish. It's rubbish. A lot of people that, that time, two minutes, five minutes, one round, two rounds, 
Number one, they're not having sex with their friend. If you're having sex with your friend, it's nothing like two minutes, five minutes, one round, two rounds. I'm telling you, when you're timing, it means you are in marriage with an opponent. It's like a boxing match. It's not with a friend. You don't time with a friend. You time a match with an opponent. So, so you, are, you, are, you are in a, you are, you are in a, you are in a marriage with an opponent. That's why you're timing. If anything causes you to time and say how many rounds, like if it's a box, boxing match, then you should question whether that's your friend, whether you guys are friends. Because friends don't round each other. Do you understand? And this way, I want to talk about this guilt that some of you might have that are married, or some of you that will get married might begin to allow to seep into your mind. I say, oh man, I didn't last long. I didn't last long. And I start feeling, oh man, I'm not a man. Oh. Didn't satisfy her. I didn't last long. See, don't ever go against nature. Nature is a powerful force. When we go against it, to not only knock us out, to knock us out effectively, you can never go against nature. It's the most powerful force on earth. Never go against nature. I've come to respect nature. You see, where I am, eh, where, I'm, where I'm living in Abuja right now, when it rains, there's a lot of erosion. And there was a time the water was getting into our house. That's when I realized how powerful water was. Water would erode like stone curbing like this. Erode it after a long time. Carry it and take the old stone away. And water was getting in. I was thinking, how can we get water? We have built so much. The water will eat. Then someone told me. Then someone told me. Someone came to my house once. I said, and I asked the how can I do to stop this water from getting in? I said, guy told me, look around you. Says, he asked me, does water get into this house? I said, no. Does water get into this house? I said, yes. How about that one? I'll say, no. How about this one? I'll say, yes. Then he'll tell me, water gets into that other house, Abby. I'll say, yes. Water don't get in that house. I'll say, no. How did you know? He said, look in front of each house. And I looked in front of each house. And the houses that had carpet grass, this weed growing in front of them, water never entered. And the houses that they weeded the front of their house to to be so clean, water entered. So that carpet grass that you're looking at is stronger than the greatest stone cabin you can, you can build to resist the flood. That carpet grass. It says water respects that thing more than anything. If you let that thing grow and just trim it, water will, never, water will find its way around it and invade your house. So you know what? I started letting that thing grow. Go. And water stopped entering the house. That's how powerful nature is. Nature respects nature. No matter what you do. That way when people, when people do all this, what they're doing in Victoria Island, that way they're suffering all that flooding now. Because they are reclaiming land. Nature will take it back. If you take back, you can never win against nature. Where I'm going with this is that there's something called the call of nature. There's the call of nature. But a lot of times we try to fight against the call of nature. And there are like four basic calls of nature. Four. Four. I want to tell you about. There is urination. There is defecation. There is menstruation. And there is ejaculation. 
There is urination, defecation, menstruation, ejaculation. Four basic calls of nature. But you know, we, we, we kind of restricted it to when you say I want to answer the call of nature, we restricted it to, to urination and defecation. But it goes way beyond that. There's menstruation. And menstruation is like all encompassing of ovulation and gestation and stuff like that. But I'll tell you what menstruation is. The menstruation, the menstrual cycle of a woman starts two weeks before you start seeing any blood. There's something called ovulation when a woman produces eggs. The ovaries produces eggs. She releases eggs. In that period, if she should have sexual intercourse, the sperm can fertilize any one of those eggs. So it's very risky if you don't want to have children for a woman to have sex when she's ovulating because there's that eggs in her body ready for to receive any sperm but if you want to have children you must do when your wife is ovulating now if she doesn't do any sexual activity within that two weeks something called a menstrual flow will happen because those eggs the body needs to get rid of them the eggs will begin to die they die they will get rid of them and to come out as what we see as blood it will come out in that blood it will come out but she has to release it. Then she waits for another cycle to start again. Now, this is a call of nature because just like urinating, when you feel like urinating, what do you go to the toilet now? When you feel like defecating, you go to the toilet. When menstruation starts, you cannot stop it. The body will call those eggs. Those eggs have to come. There's nothing a woman can say, hmm, let me will in my mind for eggs not to come. Mm, that, those eggs will come out. If those eggs are not fertilized, within two weeks, it will be washed away by the body and the blood will flow. She cannot will it in her mind. Mm -mm. I don't want blood to flow right now. I want the blood to halt. No. The, when nature has called, nature would have it. If she has sex, she would fertilize those eggs and then gestation of a child will begin to happen. After nine months or seven to nine months, she would have a child. She cannot be like to say, no, this child should not come out. When the child wants to come, when the, when, the woman, when the woman is in is in labor, mm -mm, you can't stop it. You can't tell her, mm -mm, hold it, hold it, hold it. No, she can't hold body anymore. The thing is coming. You are the one that needs to act fast. It will come. It doesn't care whether you are in a car, on a bicycle, in an elevator, alone, with company. It's coming. It's a call of nature. You can't go against it. If you go against it, you will hurt yourself. If you make a woman hold her pregnancy, she will hurt herself. You will hurt yourself the same way if you hold urine in your body, you will hurt your bladder. If you hold feces in your body, you will hurt your, your, your colon. You understand? So those are the cause of nature. Ejaculation is also one. It is. It's a call of nature. When the body says you are to release, you must release. So I wonder why people tell men it's Keep it in your mind before you release. Keep it. Can you tell a woman, keep, 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 keep menstruation in your mind. Don't, don't let it come on that day of the month. Don't let it come. Don't let it come. No, no. But men put themselves under undue pressure to stop the call of nature from happening. Makes no sense. Makes absolutely no sense. But a lot of guys feel bad about their call of nature. Never feel bad about your call of nature. One minute it comes. Two minutes it comes. It's your call of nature. Now, 
The thing now becomes when we make our call of nature the act of satisfying a woman. That is not the act of satisfying a woman. You can still satisfy a woman after your call of nature has come. You understand? So the part that we think, oh man, that's the end of sexual activity. That in itself is a selfish thought. That's not the end. You can still do other things to pleasure the woman. So the problem is that we think, oh man, I just ended it so fast. Or we have women that are so based on that thing that oh, you've ended it so fast. That's not your friend. I'm telling you, your friend will not tell you that. And the truth is that this call, you get better at sustaining it. Not because you are forcing it, the more you have that interaction, that sexual interaction with your friend. You get longer and longer and longer. Some days you know you'll be long, but you, you, you cannot blame yourself for it and say, I'm not a man. All this rubbish timing we do, let's stop doing it. Stop timing yourself. Stop timing your rounds and around, around, around. No, please. That doesn't make you a man. Doesn't make you a man. You're a man by nature. It's in your body. It's who you are. Anybody that tries to make you prove it is not good association for you. And I'll say that again. I don't care who the person is. Anybody that tries to make you prove who you are by nature is not good association for you. And that even means you yourself. If there's a part of you that makes you try to prove who you are by nature, you must dissociate with that part of you. If there are a group of friends that make you prove who you are by nature, you must dissociate with those friends. If there's a relationship that makes you feel prove who you are by nature, you must dissociate. Except it's a marriage relationship, then you must look for help. You must find somebody to help. You are a man. Not that 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 is established already go on and try to be something else that might not be established go on and try to be a great designer go on and try to be a great doctor go on and try to be a great artist go on and try to be a great musician go on and try to be a great architect that's left but leave the container that is established you're wasting your time you are you are even if you are you have like a condition with medicine, it could be a medical condition. Anything could happen to stop you from functioning sexually. Man, for crying out loud. That's why we put so much, so much emphasis on that act of sex. You understand? That penetrative act of sex. No, that's not what makes you a man. And I'm sure if you ask a lot of women, that's not what causes satisfaction to a woman. I'm telling you, you'll be surprised. That is not that thing in between your legs that satisfies a woman. If it were, if it were, they won't be having woman-on-woman -woman relationships. They won't be because women don't have those things between their legs. But then some women would, would rather be in a relationship with a woman because men just don't get it. We put too much emphasis on that thing, on your penis. And women are telling you it's not about that. It's not about that. Any ask a lot of women, they will tell you the same thing. Is that being able to be secure in who you are? And a man that's secure in who he is can talk about his emotions. Can't say, 
when I feel sad, when I miss my mom, when I miss being a child, when I feel like crying, when I need a hug. You understand? Women are attracted to those men. Because what it shows is that he's confident in who he is. But then, you know, there's this machismo that guys have. I don't cry. I don't feel bad. I'm always working. I'm strong. You know, do, do, you, know, do you know a woman is major attracted when you tell her, man, honey, I can't open this thing. Can you open it for me? I'm not strong enough to open this thing. Ah, and give it to her. Let her open it. It's an attraction she feels that you, are, that you take some security in her as well. But everything you must open. You must open. I say, honey, let me help you. No, no, no. no. God, God is never opening it. I must open it. I know it doesn't open you. You smash it. You smash it open. What have you done? You just show now how insecure you are and how your masculinity is based on your strength and your physique. And I just think it's important that I have this conversation with you guys. Because I know that there are a lot of guys under that pressure to be more men than they are. It's impossible. The air cannot be more air than it is. Water cannot be more water than it is. Fire cannot be more fire than it is. Fire cannot be so fire that it becomes green. You understand? It's fire. Whether it's from a matchstick or from a cylinder exploding. No, it's fire. It does the same thing. Burn. It's in it. It's in its very element. I really hope it helps someone out there today. As I said, some of you are married and you need to hear some of these things. Some of you are going to be married. So some of you might not be able to relate with some of what I said just now. But you will relate to it when you get married. Trust me. You understand? Um, know who you are. That XY chromosome is, is who you are. It's who you are. Go on and be more. So don't try to be a man Try to be more. You understand? Add to it. Be a loving man. Be a kind man. Be a sensitive man. Be a giving man. You understand? But that man is already established. You can't build on a foundation when there's already a foundation. You understand? It's what you build on. Are you building a two-bedroom apartment? Are you building a skyscraper? Are you building? The foundation has already been set. It can't be taken from you. So yeah, I think we're one hour now. This is five o'clock. Um, I just thought I should share this with you. As I said, I've been on my mind for months. And I just thought, how can I share it? But I'm glad I'm able to share it. And I said, if anybody has any questions, you can ask privately. You can ask on the WhatsApp group. Um, I'll be glad to answer your question. I'm glad we have some ladies here with us. I think I have just one lady. All right, yeah. Well, it's good to have you here. And I, and I, and I feel it's important for ladies to listen to this too so that you can help your man be, you know, be confident in who he is already. Very important. All right, guys. Thanks, guys, for taking the time to join this session. And please try to listen to it again. I will share it on the group. Um, I'll probably put it up as a podcast. Um, but yeah, listen to it as many times as possible. And again, if you ask, if you have questions, ask questions on the group or reach out to me personally. I'll be more than willing to answer your questions. All right, guys, have a great week and um, enjoy yourselves and your relationships.